0: I'm Louise Potterton. In this episode, we look at the work of the IAEA to combat a new strain of wheat rust using nuclear technology. For over 10,000 years, wheat farmers have been battling against stem rust, a plant-killing fungus that can decimate crops. Around 10 years ago, a new strain, known as UG99, was detected in Eastern Africa and has since spread to over six countries. I spoke to William Wagwa, a breeder from Uganda, Who detected UG99 and is now cooperating with the IAEA to find resistant wheat varieties?
1: It was so alarming to find this because for the last 50 years or so, stem rust had not occurred to that extent in Eastern Africa and most likely elsewhere in the world because the international Wheat and Maize Improvement Center, based in Mexico, had done a lot of work, especially and notably by Dr. Norman Bolog, who had created resistance to this stem rust, and that resistance is based on one gene, which is called SR31, so that almost all the lines New wheat lines coming from Mexico were using this uh, one gene for controlling the stem rust. So the fact that over 90% of them became susceptible and very susceptible at that meant that the resistance conferred by this one gene was no more.
0: So it's a new strain of an old disease and is it more dangerous to wheat than it's been in the past?
1: You're absolutely right because this new strain of stem rust overcame all the resistance which had been embedded in the available wheat cultivars. That means it was a new thing and it had not been foreseen and hence the concern of all parties concerned in wheat breeding.
0: And this particular form of the disease, this particular strain, is known as UG ninety-nine. Where does it get this name from?
1: UG is an acronym for Uganda. And ninety-nine is the year when we've published the article which was talking about this new disease. And it was observed in the field in nineteen. 19- 98 and we picked samples and sent them to Ebola bothries in South Africa and dr professors Pretorius identified the disease early 99 and we we published an article in international journal in 1999 so the year 99 is the year of alerting the whole world through this article.
0: Now, this was 10 years ago in Uganda. Yes. What damage has UG99 done so far? Has it spread, for example, from Uganda to other parts of Africa? And, it, and if so, how much damage has it done?
1: I will first of all tell you that Uganda grows relatively very little wheat. And true to that, in the following two years this situation was not observed again in Uganda. But it was noticed and reported in neighboring Kenya and Tanzania. And it was so devastating to the new varieties of wheat that were being tested there that it drew international concern. And when most materials that had been brought in for testing at Injoro, which is one of the institutions for bread-wheat breeding in Kenya, they were all killed by this disease. Since then, the same problem was identified a year later in Ethiopia, and as I talk now, they have taken a path north- northwards through Yemen, and it's now reported to be in Iran.
0: So, how does it actually travel, and what is it that 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 travels? Is it spores?
1: You got the word. This disease is dispersed by wind. It moves in the wind. The spores that you have alluded to. This is the this is the material that is moved by the wind. If you know something like pollen. Uh, a grain of pollen is what would be equivalent to what we are calling a spore. So, the disease at some stage, without going into complex forms these spores which are now blown around by the wind. And the meteorologists have established clear movement of winds from the East African highlands towards North Africa and the Middle East.
0: So how is it currently controlled in in Africa? What are the methods used?
1: The best would be getting varieties that can overcome the disease or varieties on which the disease cannot be able to grow. And that means varieties which are resistant to this disease. But as we talk today, these varieties have not been identified, or have not been developed. The big farmers, like in Kenya, in the Nakuru area, these are large-scale farmers. They use fungicides to control, to manage this disease. This is a very expensive affair, which cannot be used by most of us small-scale farmers. That's why everybody is particularly concerned that to address this disease, chemical control, is not the way. The way is to look for resistant varieties.